The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome back to another edition of the Daily Witness podcast. I'm Trevor Van Vieren. And we're going to pick up on where we left off in the last episode. Let's just jump into a word of prayer. Oh, Dad, I'm just so appreciative of you. I'm just so glad that you are in our lives. And I'm just so glad that you are one who is always so excited and eager to answer our prayers. I guess a lot of Christians just don't see you that way. And there are those who do because you were able to get through to them and help them see who you really are. You're a father. You're always smiling at us. You're always happy with us. You always want your very best for us. And you're always encouraging us to pray to you because you love answering our prayers. And that's why I pray. Because I know I'm going to get my prayer answered. You know, I know I've got favor with my daddy. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, Dad, thank you for answering this prayer. I just bless you so much. Thank you for being in my life. And I I pray now, Dad, I I do this for you because I love you. I want our hearers, I want you to help them open up their ears to hear, open up their eyes to see, and give them a heart they can understand. I want them to walk away with something. I uh, I want you to mark their lives. And you know how to do that, and you're keen to do that, and you want to do that. And I I thank you for that. You're such a good dad. Thank you for being in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So let's just jump right back into how we left off in our previous episode. And we're talking about this little redhead that came down the street, you know, and she was stone drunk, man. She was hammered. And you just smell the booze coming out of her mouth. And she stood there looking up at us. And <laughs> to be honest, you know, I was I was still kind of new to all of this. And I was a little annoyed because I was talking here to my friend Grant. And we were just having a chat. And yeah, she's asking for money. And like I said, you know, she came out of this hotel just up the road. She, she was obviously drinking at the bar. And... I like I said uh, the previous night at the cell, I I told our people that were there. I said I still don't know to this day how the conversation went from uh, no we're not we don't carry any cash on us, um, you know, go away <laughs> type of thing to. Uh, we're going to talk about Jesus. <laughs> Man, when we talk about Jesus, she's like, oh, don't talk about Jesus. And she starts crying. And I, I was like, and it just went to pray. And now you got to understand, we're standing in the street. And my friend was, I, I immediately said to my friend, hey, you better stand behind her. You better catch her. Because if I lay hands on her now and she falls under the power of God, she's going to whack her head on the tar road, man. So he said, no problem. He stood behind her. And I laid hands on her and the power of God hit her. And my friend immediately caught her. This is in the afternoon. This is about 
call it office three in the afternoon. He caught her and he laid her gently on the road, you know. So I looked at him and, and she's out. And um, I'm looking at him. I said, I don't know what to do now. She's just laying on the road, you know. It doesn't look good. And, um, you know, two guys standing there and a, and a, a woman passed out lying on, the, on her back on the, on the street. Doesn't look good. And uh, fortunately, thank God, God's in control of the whole situation. She got up. But man, listen to this. I only read this in Kenneth Hagen books and I thought, man, that's awesome. How drunk people would get up under uh, after being laid hands on and they were stone sober. And I thought, well, you know, that only happened in Brother Hagen's uh, meetings and it only happened to him. And I'm cool with that. I'm happy with that. That's, at least it's happening. Praise God. And this woman got up completely sober. And you couldn't even smell liquor uh, coming out of her mouth anymore. It was gone. And she wasn't slurring. And she got so serious. And she looked at up. She looked up at us, and she said, um, "Thank you very much." And she was so gentle, and 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 so appreciative. Thank you very much for praying for me. And all of a sudden, her husband appeared. Well, he came over. And she said, would you pray for my husband? And shame, he was shy and he stood there and we lay hands on him. And then she said, could, could you please pray for my friend? And a friend was kind of peeping around the corner, seeing what was going on. And she came. Well, before long, we had a crowd around us. And I didn't plan it that way. I didn't send out leaflets or anything. I mean, I didn't even see this coming, you know. And the houses in that street, they were double-story homes. And from the, from the top uh, floors, the people would open up their windows and they sat on their windowsill watching us what we're doing. And now we're laying hands on people and they're lying down in the street and there's people coming home from the stores and they got their little spa packets in their hands, you know, and they're stopping and watching what, what we're doing. Just then this car comes down the street and just turns around the corner and stops. And this lady gets out and she's walking and she's careful where she's stepping over the bodies that are lying in the street. She runs up to Grant, throws her arms around Grant and hugs him. Comes to me, throws her arms around me and hugs me and says, please don't stop what you're doing. Turns around and goes back uh, to her car and drives off. By this time, uh, Andrew comes out and he's seen what's going on. My other friend, Shane, pulls up with his car and he sees these people lying on the ground. He sees this group um, all over and people hanging out their windows. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not getting out of the car. You know? <laughs> Andrew's like, oh, no, I'm not going into ministry. This stuff is too hectic for me. And right there, this woman looks at me and she says, can you please pray for my baby girl? And so I said, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm in the zone now, man. We flowing. You understand? And she says, please pray for my baby girl. And I said, OK, uh, what's wrong with your baby girl? And she says, uh, she's missing. Uh, and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I was thinking, really? I said, you know, I thought you're going to say pray for my baby girl. She got a little headache or something or a migraine or something like that. No, she's missing. Thank you, Lord, for the for the tough ones. <laughs> I said, for how long has she been missing? <laughs> She's like six weeks. I said, okay, what's her name? And she quotes her name. And 
I start praying and I call out this girl's name and I'm not even kidding you. My prayer's not even answered. I'm not even finished praying here. And I and these this woman in front of me shrieks and she literally screams. And I'm like, what's going on? And she says, look, my daughter. And I was like, this cannot be happening right now. And I look to my left and here comes this daughter. And I look at her and I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? And <laughs> I actually said to her, where did you go? <laughs> As if I know her, you know. Um, but looking back at that now, I understand that everything that took place there was supernatural. Everything was Holy Ghost. Everything. And uh, you, you just can't make that kind of stuff up. I remember um, another time there was a young boy who came from Soweto. And uh, for those who are from uh, other countries who tuned in, uh, Soweto is in the northern part of South Africa. Uh, we airing from South Africa. I'm from Port Elizabeth, South Africa. He's from Soweto and from the Johannesburg area, and he applied uh, for several universities in South Africa. He applied a, uh, at the University of Johannesburg in Pretoria and Durban and Bloemfontein and Cape Town and Port Elizabeth. All the universities rejected his application except the University of Port Elizabeth. And... I'm just, you know, I, I obviously didn't know this now. And I would visit my friend uh, Queenie and uh, her daughter. And they, they were fellow believers. And I'd just go over there regularly for, you know, uh, shine, iron sharpening iron. You know, we're just talking about word. And that's how, man, listen, we don't just preach once a week. And uh, we don't fake this stuff. We live this stuff. You understand? When the scripture says the just shall live by faith. We don't sit and drink and take drugs during the week and um, go and have uh, uh, wild parties and just swear and live a carnal life behind the scenes. We live this way. And the reason we live this way is because we have experienced God for ourselves. We've seen prayers answered many, 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 many times. And we want to learn more about this kingdom and how to get results every time. And to be honest with you, I'm, just to be plain frank, I'm addicted to this stuff. I just don't want to live any other way. I've got no interest in the world. So you can, you can understand why I just don't hang out with just any old person. Uh, I want to be with people that talk faith, that think faith, that speak faith all the time. You know, some what, what are you believing for? Well, we're in faith for this. Glory to God, and we're just worshiping God, and we're having a meeting. And that, these are the people that I want to be around all the time. And even to this day, uh, Megan's like that, and Andrew's like that, and Morris is like that, and we we just don't want to discuss the world. We just don't want to discuss carnal things. We're not interested in it. There's nothing there, you understand? It's dead. And uh, so I, I was visiting Queenie. And Queenie and I would chat and so forth. And this guy from Soweto didn't have a place to stay in Port Elizabeth. And he just so happened to come across Queenie's daughter. 
And because Queenie's daughter is also at UPE at that time, it was called UPE. And she just so happened to have space at her apartment. And she said, okay, he can come and stay. They, he can come and stay with them. And so I'd come over and we'd talk faith and so forth. And he he had his desk out in the passage and he's just writing things down and keep to himself, you know. And till eventually one evening he'd seen me come over there a few times and he came up to me and he said, you know, he said, hi, sir, I'd just like to have a word with you. I said, yeah, sure. And um, he said, I hope I'm not disturbing you people. I said, no, not at all. He said, uh, you know, I've been listening to you now uh, speak a few nights in a row. And he said, man, I've got some questions. I said, yeah, sure. And he sat down and we just got to talking. And the power of God hit that room, man. This guy uh, turned out he was, he's lost, man. He, he, doesn't, he never knew about Jesus and so forth. He heard about the church and obviously heard about Queen Anne and her daughter talking about Jesus and they go to church and so forth. And, well, he's just a sinner. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know about spiritual things at all. In fact, he was very, very fearful. And the Spirit of the Lord would come on me and I would tell him very directly about his problem that he had. It was fear. And he said to me, you know, no one has ever spoken to me like that and made it so crystal clear to me. And he said, uh, what do I do? How do I get rid of this? How, can you help me? And I said, sure, you just, you need to get saved. That's where you need, that's where it starts. And He's like, okay, what do we do? You know, and uh, I told him. By this time, Queenie said, Trevor, I'm going to go. And because uh, she, she's sensitive to these things of the spirit and she didn't want to get involved. And so she went off to bed. And it was just this guy and myself. And man, the power of God was so, so, so rich in that room, in that lounge of Queenie's. And I laid hands on him, and he got born again, and man, he just started sobbing, you know, and I said to him, we're going to fill you up with the Spirit now, and you're going to speak in other tongues, and he's sniffing, and, and what's that, and, and I gave him a little demonstration of what it is, and I'm talking to him a little bit about it, and the power of God just hit him and he started vibrating under that power, man. When I say vibrating, I'm talking about shaking under the power, you know. Um, you know, I've heard of uh, people tell me, you know, when they were in church services, other church services, you know, the ministers will put their hands on their heads and kind of try and push them back, <laughs> you know. And then one guy actually told me that this this minister kind of grabbed his hair at the top and kind of pulled him forward. And he said, man, it was sore, you know. And so they try and force these things. You don't need to do that. You don't have to do that. And every time you pray over someone and you're laying hands on them, and let me just throw this in as well, you don't, they don't have to fall under the power. You don't have to make these things happen. You do that when you don't know Jesus. You do that when you don't really trust God. You know, I lay hands on people. If they fall, they fall. If they don't fall, they don't fall. I'm not interested if they fall or not. I'm interested if they do fall. How do they get back up? You know, that's... That happened. That must be your your concern. And um, 
I just touched this guy, man. And God's doing everything. I'm not doing this. I don't need to push him down. I don't care if people fall down or not. I re- that really does not bug me. My, my thing is this. I want your prayer answered. That's what I want. That's all that matters to me. You know, so, so many times people get caught up in things and they try to make things happen. And ju- there's just God is not there. You don't have to beg God to come on the scene. He's already there. He wants to be there. He wants to answer your prayer. He wants to answer all of your prayers. He's eager to answer all of your prayers. You just got to learn to let go. You just got to learn to get out the way. You just got to learn to let him be dad and you be son or you be daughter. That's all you got to do. And so I was just, I was out the way, man. I just moved. This guy was vibrating. My goodness. I thought about, I'll be honest with you. I thought this is some good stuff right here. <laughs> anyway, the power of God hit him so strong. And now he's praying in tongues. He's never experienced this in his life. And I'm just watching the tears. Just He's just sobbing like a baby. And he can't control the power where he goes down on his knees, you know. And that's not enough. He's still shaking under the power. And then he crosses his two back legs uh, to, to, to gain stability so he doesn't fall over. And the next second, he just screams, man, and he says, man, I see light. I see light, and it's right next to you. Now, you've got to understand, this guy was a sinner all his life. He just got saved. What does he know about light and darkness? So, I, 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 you know, my eyes just went real big. You know, I'm like, you know, that happens all the time. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm getting it. That was so, so awesome for me because the light bulb was behind him up on the ceiling. There were no floor lamps. There were no table lamps. And he's pointing to me and he says, right here on my right side, there's this light and it's shining so bright. And the more he sees that man, the more he's sobbing and he just... He, he just could not stop him. So, um, cut a long story short, I got up from that, uh, that moment and I just praised God and I thanked Him for being there and that type of thing manifesting, you know. And um, I left half past two that morning. And, you know, I always say, if you're called and you, you love God and you've got a heart for God, there's no office hours you know, that's that's for me. That's not for everyone else. That's just for me. I don't believe in office hours. And Megan, she feels the same way. I understand that, you know, there's got to be time for family. And we do that. We we strict about that. Especially Megan. She she helps me with that. Um, but man, when it comes to the work of the Lord, there's no office hours. We don't want to, we, we don't want to time down to these kind of things. Well, See, that's what we were talking about now. I was explaining these miraculous happenings. And um, I was telling a a fellow pastor, you know, we associated with a ministry overseas. And um, he was uh, Pastor Doug Fauti. He was uh, one of the students at Rhema Bible Training Center. He sat under Pastor uh, Kenneth E. Hagen and uh, Keith Moore. Uh, They were his lecturers. And him and I, we just talk. I, I love him, man. He always sends me messages. He's got a good sense of humor. So we, we've got such a good rapport, and we're planning on visiting them. But uh, we, I just share these experiences with him, and he shares experiences with me and that type of thing. 
And I was just telling them about these type of things that happened. And I said to God, how do we get there? You know, what what do we need to do to go back to that? And I said, I was telling him about this, as I said, I was telling Pastor Doug. And I said, you know, back then I was young. Um, I didn't have support. I, de- I definitely didn't have the money to put a revival together. You know, someone says, you don't need money. You need money. And make no mistake, when it comes to ministry, there's all of a sudden, there's always something coming up and you need money to run the thing. I did not have the money to rent space. I didn't have money for sound equipment. I didn't have money for none of that stuff. It just it, it just goes up into the thousands and into the thousands, you know. And then not only that, I did not have a team that would support me. And uh, at that time, Andrew was still in high school, you know, uh, and he was still coming up in the ranks and, and learning things and God was teaching him things. And um, I was, everyone that I led to Jesus, I would just tell them to go to the local church. The only church in the city at that time, which had that Pentecostal flavor to it, you know, that actually believed in miracles, that actually believed in the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the evidence of speaking in other tongues, um, a Pentecostal movement that believed in healing and believed in uh, following the leadings of the Spirit and so forth. But unfortunately, they also had their own agenda. And I, I, like I said, I didn't want any spotlight on me and so forth. And um, there, there was just this thing when I tried to talk to them, they kind of shut me down. And you know, you you don't you can't hear from God and that type of thing. And slowly but surely, those miracles fizzled out. I had no support, and I didn't have a church that would back me up. I never ever told the church that. I was leading people to Jesus and sending them there to the church. Um, I just didn't want to do that. And even if I did, perhaps their personality and their ideas would have changed and they would have supported me, but then it would have been for the wrong reason, you know. So I preferred to just stay anonymous and I just I just kept out of it. And and slowly but surely those things just stifled out. And now I was talking to God about this, and now things are different. Uh, uh, God has, you know, we're a lot further down the road now, and God has blessed the ministry, and God has blessed the ministry with good partners and faithful partners. And I, I, I still think, to a degree, some of the partners don't know the important role they play in this ministry. I just get that vibe. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, I don't know. But they play such a huge role. And now Andrew's a lot older and I've got a wife that knows uh, what we're doing because we we live this way in the house. We talk this way. We, we make Bible jokes, man. You don't have to make perverted jokes. You don't have to make dirty jokes to get a laugh. You, you know, we... We use scripture and we make jokes, and it's just so much fun. And you know, uh, Megan will tease me sometimes. She'll say, "I'll tell my daddy on you." (laughs) Well, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus to those who walk in the Spirit and not after the flesh. And she's like, "Oh, you have to know all the scripture," you know. And 
that's how we live. You know, that's just, it's just a complete way of life. And, you know, Morris has joined the ranks of the ministry and now we've got um, people who are coming to sell. And it's just, it's just amazing. So now we are in that position where we can go back towards that and revive those early days of ministry again. We've got the finances to do it. We've got the partners who are backing us up to do it. We've got a team that can support me now. And one of the most important things uh, to me is, uh, especially here when we get together in the cell meetings, you know, uh, it's that spirit of unity. Um, you know, they come here, they, they want to be here. They don't want to be anywhere else. In fact, they don't want cell once a week. They want it twice a week if they could have that. They don't want to leave uh, they get a little annoyed that now it's the time to go and that type of thing. But we just have an amazing time. And the most important thing is we're growing up in the spirit of unity. You know, there's this unity that takes place. And as we were talking last night, I just sensed there's, there was this peace. You understand? I'm not talking about because it was quiet outside. I, I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this tangible peace. You couldn't see it, but you knew it was here. It was so obvious that it was here, in fact. And it was so, it was lovely to experience, you know. And everyone experienced that. And everyone said last night, you know, we had such an amazing meeting last night. And these cell meetings are, are getting better and they're getting better and they're getting richer and they're getting richer. As a matter of fact, now we've run out of space. We can't hold any more people. So we are actually looking for premises um, so that we can make room for other people to come. But we also just don't want any old Tom, Dick, and Harry to come. you got to understand, you come to these cell meetings, you're going to submit to the Spirit of God. You're not going to come with your own agenda. You're going to come and you're, gonna, you're going to join that spirit of unity. You understand? You're going to be part of that spirit of unity. And uh, we've got to still try and figure out how we can make this thing uh, where people can join us online because um, like I said we've got partners in other cities and in other countries and we don't want them to miss out on this as well now I'm going to have to end this again because there's still more to talk about and I really I want you guys to know about these things but anyway thanks for for joining us and I hope you really got something out of it I, I, I love to hear stuff like that and if you did let me know you know drop a comment in our telegram channel man um, remember, faith comes by hearing, so keep on hearing. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of Snapscan. 
you can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.